Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 49 of the Communication Coach and today's episode is called Free Lessons I Have Learnt from the Younger Generation. So this week has been quite an interesting week communication and conversation wise and as I'm reflecting here on a Sunday afternoon around what I've learnt and how I can move that forward in my life there have been some conversations I've had with younger people this week that have stood out a little bit more for me and made me not question what it's like because I sometimes forget that I'm 50 (laughs) Um, and I sometimes forget what it was like to be younger and what my thought processes were and how I felt. You know, I was a very moody teenager, I can tell you now. My sister dug out a photograph recently of me as a teenager and I've got that very sullen kind of, I can't believe I'm having my photograph taken with my nan and my sister face going on. And when we talk about what I was like as a teenager... I know that I was challenging both for my parents, especially my mum. I was very difficult with my mum. I knew everything in my teens and I know that I wasn't particularly pleasant to my sister. I Don't get me wrong, if anything happened at school, I was always there to protect her. I saw that as my role as the bigger sister. And But we were very different. My sister was very studious and liked to go to school and study. Um, when I was studying kids if you're listening to this this is not a recommendation of what you should do this is just what I did to highlight a point then I would when I was studying I would go up to my room for my O-levels as they were then the equivalent of GCSEs and I would take a novel a fiction novel I think one by written by Jilly Cooper at the time where all the books we were reading when I was in my late teens and I would sit in my room and I would read that book and pretend that I was studying. I'm not advocating that that's a good idea by any stretch of the imagination. I was just not inclined to work hard in the way that I was taught at school. And flip that over now when I'm looking at research around child psychology and human psychology and communication. I love to study. I'm like a sponge soaking it all in. And also with my new businesses, I have a, a business meeting for two days this week and I can't wait to go because I know that the knowledge that I will take away from there will be amazing and I'll meet people with greater experience than myself and be able to share from what they've learned and that's brilliant and I love that and that's one of the reasons why I do these podcasts so hopefully when you listen to this that you might be able to take something from my life and what happens in my day-to-day interactions and take that into your own life. So I'm going to talk about the three lessons. So there are three different situations that have happened to me this week. And the first one is I presented communication and bullying, words and bullying to some scouts this week. Now, my partner had done it last week to the Cubs who are slightly. So in the UK, we have Beavers, Cubs and Scouts or Brownies and Guides and they're different age groups. So scouts are now mixed groups. So male and female can be in them as are Cubs. And the Cubs are the sort of younger ones and then Scouts are from about 10 onwards. So I had the Scouts. Now I've done some training with the Scouts before. I did some PT training with them for their badge and that was fine because I think when I was doing the PT training, although there was uh, some pushback and some naughtiness, I don't mean like, like 
badness, just, you know, kids being naughty, distraction. I think because we were doing physical training, I worn them out. So it was easier to deal with. So this was sitting down and talking to them. And we had a format which had worked well with the Cubs. And we had a format that we were going to go into. And we were talking about communication in bullying, you know, words, how words can have a powerful impact on you and how that when you say specific words, even if you you don't know the true meaning behind it or you might be saying them in a innocent way or you might be saying them in a way of getting attention or or being nasty and cruel but not knowing that the impact of the word might be so we started off with a game and that was good that was all fine and we then sat down in a semicircle and we were talking about words good words and bad words and what we felt were good words and what we felt were bad words and looking at how when we use words in communication and there was a particularly it's it's not naughty he was just more difficult than I'm used to he had a lot to say for himself shall we say now I'm very used to dealing with Meg who's 12 um, and a good kid and I have sensible conversations with her yeah don't get you know sometimes we don't see eye to eye sometimes when we're both emotional and tired we'll have our little discussions around what's right and what's wrong but on the whole we have sensible interactions I'm not used to boys my first mistake is I don't know how not mistake but my first learning is I don't know how boys operate and there is a difference I know we're all humans and we're all unique There is a difference in that age group, I believe, of interaction and learning and probably attention span. Now, I'm I'm happy to be corrected by any teachers that are out there, but that's just what I found it in my experience. So lesson number one for me was I came at that whole presentation making an assumption that something was going to work for a group of kids around the age of 11 to 13 that had worked previously with a group of kids between the age of seven and ten and it didn't so during the presentation it was about 45 minutes and 50 minutes i i i knew i was becoming frustrated within myself now i like to hope that i didn't display that to the scouts i know that we had a discussion about respectfulness when some of them were over talking other people who were genuinely giving a perspective and and participating and thinking about the words they were using so we had a a discussion around respectfulness but I could feel within me I could feel that it, it I felt it didn't go particularly well I felt that they were disengaged some of them that the importance of the message that I believe I was trying to get across was lost and that perhaps it could have been done a different way and my initial reaction of course was from an emotional adult point of view was god that was a really tough gig they were really difficult i found myself saying that yesterday on saturday she said one of the scout leaders like i don't know how you do it how you have the patience to do it every week because i personally found it difficult to communicate with them and, and get the message and you'll notice that a lot of the words i'm using in this seven minutes so far is all about I, 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 because it was all about me and it was all about me. It was all about my expectations. It was all about what I expected to get from 
that presentation. It's all about what I wanted to get across. You know, this this would be a great message. This is about bullying. This is about the power of words. This is about how you can Im- improve your life. This is great. I wish I was taught this at the age of 11. All of those things. Well, actually, at the age of 11, you probably don't, not that you don't understand, but you don't have a grasp of what the person in front of you is saying. And your attention span is a lot shorter and it's more important for you to have fun with your friends and I, I get that. So that's my that's lesson number one for me this week is don't make assumptions that work, that something that worked for some an, a particular group is going to work for another group and don't make assumptions that they're going to be interested because you're interested <laughs> in the subject. So that's lesson number one for me. So, and, and I know it's all about me and on reflection, that was my biggest... Not, not mistake, perhaps not mistake, but I would do it in a different way where it was more interactive and shorter and interspersed with games and maybe a bit of physical activity as well. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, uh, I'm lucky enough to work with some younger people in the coffee shop. We have some teenagers there and it seems I love working with them because they come at life from a, a completely different perspective than I do. We were having a conversation today. I was talking to one of the um, 17-year-olds that work in the coffee shop and we were having a... We have lots of good discussions, I think, but we were having a particular discussion around... It was a, a guy that came in and was very positive, like really positive, and it was great, and he gave great feedback on both the uh, team members that were in there, which was brilliant. Now, I I felt wow that's amazing he's a really positive guy that's incredible Uh, when and when he left he said god bless so i could kind of knew that he was religiously based and said and you and i had felt warmed and you know when people take time out to actually praise people instead of giving criticism it makes a big difference and he even praised there was a group of free lads sat in there and he even praised the way that they had behaved sitting there. They were just having breakfast. They were, you know, they were they'd cycled down to the coffee sh- shop, which I love. I love the fact that the kids in the local area can cycle down to the coffee shop, come in, have their own breakfast, have a conversation with each other, and there's that safe safeness around that. I really love that. And so when the gentleman and, and his wife, I'm making an assumption that his wife the lady he was with left. I said, well, that's amazing. You got really good feedback there. Thank you very much for the, w- the work that you do. Seriously, it's, you do a good job. And <laughs> she said to me, well, he was a bit, um, he was a bit too Jesus-like. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. And then she said, and we carried on the conversation. I was like, so what do you mean by that? He was too positive. And I was like, wow, gosh, you see, there was me thinking, this is great that somebody's stopped and taken time out whereas the reflection from the other person involved was yeah it was it was nice to hear those words but it was a, oh it was a bit oh a little bit cringeworthy a little bit too mm, positive as like or oh, a bit jesus like which which is interesting and for those of you that that have faith you will have an opinion and for those of you that don't have faith you will have an opinion on that as well and and neither are right or wrong they're just your values and and beliefs and i just found it really interesting that somebody at 17 has such strong values and beliefs based on you know their family upbringing their culture and i love having those conversations because i see the difference in the values and beliefs now as those people 
become older they will have their own experiences so they will go, they might go a different way they they will reflect on life differently as we have our own experiences and i did come home today and, and think do you know one of the great things and i was talking to my sister about this now one of the great things about getting older is all those experiences that you've had because they shape the way you are now and you learn from them so as life continues to throw challenges at you you know that you'll get through the other side so i remember the first time i ever had my heart broken and i didn't know how i would get through that ever and then a more recent breakup of some still many years ago now but a more recent breakup i was of the mindset okay this is gonna hurt i know this is gonna hurt but i also know that i'm gonna get through this i know that i've done it before and i know that i'm gonna get through this and I'm much more mindful at my age around thinking, so how can I deal with this rather than it becoming a, right, well, I can't deal with this. So I'm going to quit. And I, I believe that life experience is, is huge in helping you to overcome hurdles and in shaping your values and beliefs. And I totally get that I have my own values and belief system around that, which you will have your own different ones I just found it very interesting today, just from that little scenario, just that little interaction of how strong those values are, how strong those belief systems are. You know, I wish I knew all of this when I was 17, 18, going into my early 20s, because I think life would have been so much easier. Uh, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe that's just the opinion of a 50-year-old reflecting back on life. I don't know. But I just found it fascinating that at the age of 17, you have such strong values and uh, of course you do and I was exactly the same in my little bubble of the world that I lived in at that time that's what I believe to be true so that that was lesson number two for me today was about values and beliefs and how I had looked at something completely different from somebody else and of course there'll be a, there'll be other people my age that will look at things completely different as well and I I get that I just I just find those interactions uh, with the teenagers that are on the team really interesting and, and how they work and how you know we have that expectation I think sometimes on the younger person that we expect them to behave in a certain way and expect them to behave like adults and yet we don't quite treat them like adults all the time and will override their opinion and that opinion is very strong to them but again that's just my belief so and then the final one I've been listening to a, a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers, which is by Stephen Covey's son, uh, Sean Covey. Now, there is uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is a bestseller by Stephen Covey, and it talks about entrepreneurs and it talks about business leaders and and gives you like the seven habits. So his son, Sean, has written a great book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, and we had it on audio. And it's interesting because when we first started listening to it in the car, Meg wasn't interested. She was too busy playing a game on her computer. But gradually, as she started to listen to it, even though she was only half listening to it, she found it very interesting. And I would highly recommend it to any teenagers out there to give it a listen. It's not written in an adult way. It's specifically focused on teens and is good fun. Actually, as an adult, it's really interesting to read it as well. Uh, forgive me there because I'm saying young person and adult that's not what I mean it's the age difference rather than anything else the so I learned a lot from this book I'm still listening to it 
But one of the things that he came up with, and I'm a great believer in mirroring and reflective language and listening, and he was talking about listening in the book. There's a whole chapter on it. And I'd never heard this, the mirroring described this way. And uh, personally, I, I think it's an incredible, and I'll be, I'll bo- we'll be borrowing it with pride and obviously giving the credit to Sean. But for me, I just thought this was a superb way of describing mirroring. He said, he says, when you look in the mirror, you don't get s- judged. Sorry about that pinging there. That's uh, my computer making a reminder. He says, so when you look in the mirror, he says, you don't get judged. You don't get advice. You just get a reflection. And I think that's such a powerful statement in itself because I know from my experience of negotiation with people in crisis that that mirroring language is so powerful and it's also powerful in relationships so I use it with my partner and I know that I get a better result when I do that rather than giving advice I know I get a better result when I am coached and people reflect a mirror back to me even though I'm self-aware enough to know that that's what's happening it still works and I also know that when I've used it with Meg it works as well and I use it all the time in the coffee shop all the time to get information from people to just listen to them um, and practice that mirroring reflective language because it allows people to just talk to you without fear of judgment and without fear of advice. And I'll never forget one day I was listening to a, a lady I used to work with and she was telling me about some challenges and problems that she was having outside of the workplace. And at the end of it, she just said, Nick, uh, thank you for listening, which is always great and a lovely warm feeling when you get that. It, she said, you know, when I talk to my friends, they always give me advice or they judge and, and you haven't done any of that. And that makes me very proud to be able to do that, to have those skills, to have learnt those skills, to just reflect and mirror. But the biggest thing is to be present in the moment. And just before I wrap up this podcast, that is an, something that I've really been tuning into this week, is really being present in the moment. And I believe that most of the negotiations work because we are present with people. So I was, t- I was lucky enough to pop down to Hendon to see the lady that's taken over running the course from me. And we were having a, a conversation. And I love conversations about why things work and why they don't and what matches and learning more about that and other people's opinions. I genuinely believe that most of our negotiations work, A, because we give people a good listening to and we don't judge and we use reflective language. But also I think it's about being present and being present in that moment, being present with somebody. And I've talked about this a lot before and I'll keep talking about it because just being there. In fact, the next podcast I do will be just all about being present and how powerful that is. And I'll give you some examples of where that's worked for me at both work but also where it's worked for me in my personal life so that's the end of today's podcast i hope you have a great day just some of the things that i continue to learn i love reflecting over the week if you get stuck with your week if you find it difficult sometimes to align your week with a purpose or to have your own sort of mini goals as you go through the week then i always find sunday a great time to just sit and reflect on what has happened what I've achieved during the past week and then to look into the future about what I want to achieve this week because we know that if we don't have a goal we don't have a direction imagine getting in a car with nowhere to go and you just drive you just drive around 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 and then eventually you end up back where you started 
So having a little goal of any sort to get through the week just really helps you to focus and set your intentions. So have a great week. Hope this helps. Please let me know if I can help you in any other areas. Otherwise, I shall speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.